0: Dolan here with a brand new, almost perfect podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Well, I'm cutting it extra close to the buzzer this time. It is currently 6.04 p.m., day of game six, and oh, how the tides have turned. How the tides have turned. And you're also about to witness history in the making. And I'm not talking about the NBA Finals. I'm talking about the Almost Perfect Podcast. Because this is going to be the very first two-part Almost Perfect Podcast. I know. It's what you've all been waiting for. It's what everybody has been waiting for. And if you wait long enough, you'll get what you want. Well, I mean, the other option is you wait all your life and you don't get exactly what you want. Then you end up being sad, lonely, and bitter. But here on the Almost Perfect Podcast, we deliver results. Results only, people. But let's get down to business. As I said, the tides have turned. Everything has gone upside down. And the Milwaukee Bucks have won three straight games and are now up 3-2 in the series. I didn't see this coming. The way I thought that it was honestly going to go was, especially after Phoenix had won both, the, uh, both of the first two games, I thought it was going to be first two games, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Phoenix. But who saw it being... Phoenix, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And now we're headed to Milwaukee tonight. And it could end on the Bucks' home court. And as I said, I'm doing a two-part almost perfect podcast today. Twice as nice, twice as amazing, and twice the content. It's always done for the content, folks. Don't let anybody tell you different. But in the first in the first part of this episode, and hey, I mean, if you like the first part so much and you want to see the second part early, all you have to do is click the link. You pay five dollars, and then no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm not. I'm not anywhere near that talented yet. In part one, I'm going to discuss something I don't think many outlets are talking about, and that's what the difference is. Or what I think the real difference is between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. That's going to be one of the two major questions that I ask and answer in part one. The other question is, how will the series end? A little prediction. And then in part two, I'm going to talk about Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday versus Chris Paul, and why I think Giannis always rests early. A little scientific theory, almost perfect science on the Almost Perfect Podcast. So let's get right into it, shall we? And as always, whenever I do any of these podcasts, I have to have a Celsius. So let's just crack one open. Best flavor out there, by the way. It's called raspberry, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, acai, raspberry acai green tea. Go pick yourself up one of those. Celsius, go sponsor me. The people want the sponsorship, but more importantly, I need the sponsorship if you looked at my bank account recently. So, what's the difference between the Bucks and the Suns? I think the difference between the two teams is the previous five seasons. And what the previous five seasons equal is fighting through adversity. The Bucs have fought through adversity, and the Suns have not fought through adversity over the past five years. And what this means is it's a lack of preparedness when you're pushed up against a wall. Let's go back to last season, first of all. So 2020, the Bucks go to the conference semifinals and lose to the Heat in five. The Heat obviously become... The Eastern Conference champions so that's a legitimate loss because nobody else in your conference could beat them that's how I view it last year for the Suns they actually did go to the bubble and they played perfect in the bubble I forget if it's 8-0 or 9-0 and it's one of those two but even though they played perfectly in the bubble they still didn't make the playoffs and the Blazers did the Blazers hopped into that eighth seed even though I think they lost three games in the bubble maybe even four so the Suns played perfectly Played perfectly, and they still couldn't make the playoffs. That's still, in all honesty, how bad they were. They weren't ready yet. Go back one more year, 2019. The Bucks go to the conference finals and lose to the Raptors in six after being up 2-0, if that sounds familiar. And again, this is a legitimate loss to me because the Raptors end up winning the title that year. So you lost to the team that nobody else could beat. Also, perfectly legitimate loss in my opinion. While the Suns, the previous year, again 2019, they had the worst record in the West, 19 and 63, and tied for the second worst record overall in the NBA with the Cavs. In other words, they were garbage, Garbaggio. 2018, the Bucks losing the first round to the Celtics in seven. Obviously, a hard-fought series, if it goes seven games. But not that much of a, le- of a legitimate loss, in my opinion. The Celtics then, I'm not sure, I don't think they had, did they have Kyrie? They must have had Kyrie, actually. But he might have been injured. It might have been Tatum and Brown who did them into that series. 2018 for the Suns. Worst record in the NBA. 21-61. and 61. Nothing more needs to be said. 2017... The Bucks lose again in the first round this time to the Raptors in 6, not a legitimate loss. The Raptors were beatable back then. They were good, but they were beatable. 2017 for the Suns. Worst record in the West, second worst record overall, 24 and 58, nuff said. 2016 for the Bucks, 5 years ago now. They didn't make the playoffs and they ended with a 33 and 49 record. 12th place in the East. Now we go to the Suns, 2016, second worst record in the West, 23 and 59. Okay, so what does all of this say? Again, what this says to me is the lack of ability to fight through adversity. Now I know you're probably thinking also, but Paul, how can you say the Suns haven't fought through adversity if they're in the finals this year and the previous five years? They either didn't make the playoffs or had one of the worst records, if not the worst record in the NBA. That's not fighting through adversity. First of all, if you have the first or second worst record in the NBA, four consecutive seasons, there's not a whole lot of fight going on to begin with. Let's let's just be honest with ourselves here, okay? There's not a lot of fighting going on. Second of all, that's not the kind of adversity that I'm talking about. That's not the kind of adversity that I'm talking about. And I'll even go, go further and say that that's not even adversity at all. It's easy to lose. It's easy to lose. It's hard to win. And it's even harder still to be losing and find a way to win. And while the Milwaukee Bucks haven't had a direct, I think that's like a called a, a line of best fit, a line of best fit, if like you were to graph how they finish each season, and it's only gone up. It, it has, except for two seasons. They 2016 didn't make the playoffs, 17 first-round exit, 18 first-round exit, 19 conference finals, and then 2020 conference semifinals. So they go up and then they go down, and now they go up again to the finals. But the adversity that I'm talking about is, for example, the Bucks here. 2017 losing in the first round in six. 2018 losing in the first round in seven. That's an improvement. It's not much of an improvement, but it's figuring out details. It's figuring out details, and it's figuring out all the ingredients it takes to really win. It's hard finding them, sure. And the Bucks have had trouble finding them at times, sure. But they've been picking them up slowly but surely it's not fighting through adversity if you lose 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 and then all of a sudden win like if you're sitting at a poker table okay you're sitting at a poker table and you're just losing hand after hand after hand after hand after hand and then all of a sudden you win one hand that would be the Phoenix Suns 2021 season they win this hand And without question, I'm not not trying to take anything away from them. They had a great season, and I picked them to win. I did, but I'm trying to explain why they're losing. You finally win a hand, and now you want to play another hand, and you win again. And maybe you even win one more hand. Now, what do all the gamblers say here? You never leave a hot table. Now, what do all the rational people say? You leave a hot table because you're not hot. You've gotten lucky. There's a difference. And that's what the Suns have gotten. They've gotten here with a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, and a lot of great timing. And I think actually luck coincides with timing. Injuries, Anthony Davis... Portland Trailblazers falling apart in the first round, losing to Denver without Jamal Murray, so they don't have to play Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, Carmelo Anthony, and instead they have to play a MVP, granted MVP, Joker, but what else? Michael Porter Jr., great player, not great player, very good player, but I mean, come on, would you rather play against those two or would you rather play against Dame, CJ, Yusuf, and Melo? Not even trying to just be a, like a mellow fan here. It's just like, let's be honest here. Come on. It's the fighting through adversity, and it's the lessons you learn fighting through adversity because you learn to win in losing. What is it that we did here? Why did we lose? Was it this turnover? Were it these? Was it these late free throws? Was it a substitution I should have made? Should I not have called that timeout? All these little granular details granular all these little granular details are what makes somebody win or lose and the bucks have have figured this out late but they've figured this out down 2-0 to the nets win that series down 2-0 here in the finals and they're on the verge of winning this right now and it's incredibly impressive it's incredibly impressive. And if you were to just look at the past five seasons between these two teams, and you would have said which one of these teams is more likely, if they meet in the finals, to win, on paper, you would always choose the Bucks. You would always choose the Bucks. But in the end, to me, it comes down to not fighting through adversity. Because you don't know what adversity is if you keep losing. If all you do is lose, adversity is the norm. So you don't, like, what's what would be lower than adversity here? Like, turmoil? Sports isn't that high stakes. There's, not, there's never going to be actual turmoil. Even Jimmy Butler, whatever it is that happened in uh, Minnesota, that's not turmoil. That would be adversity there. But if all of you have done is lose, and you have one winning season, it can be a little bit of luck but you still haven't fought through adversity yet. This is the adversity right now. This is the adversity here. This is what you're facing. Your back is to the wall. How do you respond? I expected more from Chris Paul. I'll say it. Of course. Of course. I expected way more from Chris Paul. These turnovers, man. Drew Holiday is just... He's an absolute nuisance. He's the kryptonite to Chris Paul right now. Plain and simple. It's a shame for me, in all honesty. I'm, I, I like Chris Paul. I do. But this team simply has not fought through adversity. Chris Paul has fought through adversity. OKC did it there. Houston did it there. Clippers, mm, mm, kinda, kinda. New Orleans, yeah, he did. But Devin Booker hasn't fought through adversity. It's all he's known. He hasn't fought through it. he's survived it. there's a difference. Aiton hasn't fought through adversity. Bridges hasn't fought through adversity. Jay Crowder he has fought he has fought through adversity. but these are supplemental pieces. you need your guy, your main guy to have almost in a sense been a, a what's that word a, a crucible in the sun or something like that been like born out of it. like what's that line that Bain says? You merely adopted the doc. I was born in it. (laughs) I hope I didn't give anybody nightmares with that line. I found it humorous. (laughs) But that's what you need. That's what you need. You need your main guy to be like that. And that's what Giannis is right now. Giannis has fought through adversity. Lost to the Raptors. Lost to the Celtics. Lost to the Raptors again. And they win the championship, lose to the Heat, and they go to the finals. Middleton, fought through adversity, he's done all the same things. Drew Holiday, I think he actually kind of is that definite the definition of that kind of guy, being born in adversity. He just kind of wears it on just the way he plays. You can sense it, you can feel it. Monty Williams, there's only so much you can do. You're on the sidelines in the end. There's only so much you can do. So I think the simple fact that they have not been able to fight, that they haven't had the opportunity to fight through adversity, is the fundamental difference between this team, the Phoenix Suns, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Being down 2 0 didn't phase them, it didn't phase Milwaukee. Being up 2 0 in the finals. You're lying to yourself. You are lying to yourself if you think that Devin Booker went home and he was not celebrating. He wasn't just like, I can't think of the name of the movie, but uh, the Tom Cruise comes out, socks, and like the song is playing in the background. I don't think that's Top Gun. It might be. I haven't seen too many Tom Cruise movies besides... Mission Impossible. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so do I think the Suns got a little bit too high on themselves? Yeah, possibly. They didn't show it. Booker didn't show it. Props to him. Ayton didn't show it. Props to him. Bridges didn't show it. Props to him. Paul didn't show it. Props to him. They all said what they needed to say, what they should have said during the press conferences. They all acted very professional, very business-like. But if you just look at that moment where Chris Paul is talking to Monty Williams and right before they go to the finals, like they're about to go, the clock's winding down, and they almost cry in each other's arms, like they're so happy. So if that happens going to the finals, okay, what do you think is going on in their heads when they're up 2-0 in the finals, right? Let's just be reasonable here. But Milwaukee answered. And then the Suns, you can only blame them for losing Game 4. They had that game. They had it won. And that game now is is actually so long ago, I really forget how it is that the game ended. Was that the Giannis Alley-oop game at the end? Or was that... I think that was Game... Yeah, that was Game 5, wasn't it? Yeah. So I forget how Game 4 actually ended. But... I remember it was theirs to win. It was theirs to win. And they just threw it away. And that's that lack of fighting through adversity. The Bucks just kept pushing forward. Head down, foot on the gas. And that is ultimately what is the deciding factor in this series. Fighting through adversity and not fighting through adversity. This is going to be huge for Devin Booker's entire career. Entire career Bridges' entire career and Ayton's entire career. But if the Suns do end up losing this series, this would be absolutely crushing to Chris Paul. Absolutely crushing. And so, with that being said, I actually want to give a little bit of a uh, of a teaser for part two. Now, I don't know if this is. If this, is, I, I tried looking it up. I couldn't find anything on this myself. But, I mean, when I say I looked it up, like I did all of eight minutes of Google searches, and then I was like, all right, cool. I, I don't see any literature on it, so you know what? I'll claim it for myself. But I'm sure people talk about this. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And I'm And I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that this is... A, an aspect of basketball I forget whose rule it was but there, there used to be an old school rule in basketball it was the first team to 100 wins and I have a little bit of a different spin on that instead of it being 100 points you have to get to to me it's whoever has a 40 point quarter this doesn't always happen Of course, it doesn't always happen, because 40 points in a quarter is a lot of points. But if you score 40 points in a quarter, you're going to win the game. I would say it's 98.5%. 98.5% that you win the game, if you score 40 points in a quarter. Now, of course, if the other team also scores 40 points in a quarter then this rule negates itself, and it's just back up in the air. It's not a matter of who gets it first or who gets it second. But if one team has a 40-point quarter while another team doesn't, the team who scores 40 wins. If we look at the last game, for example, in the first quarter, Phoenix had 37. 37. So close. And I even said that when that, uh, when that quarter began. Or I'm sorry, I even said that when the second quarter began. Really close. But then you really have to monitor that score at the very beginning of that second quarter. Because I don't think they scored more than 45 even for the first five or six minutes of that quarter, of the second quarter. So now if you're at 45 points with maybe six minutes left in the second quarter, while yeah, it's a lot of points, in the second quarter... The Bucks scored 43. 37 points is very close to the 40-point mark. And you're definitely increasing your odds of winning. But 43 points in the quarter? So the Phoenix Suns were three points shy of a 40-point quarter. And what was the final score? 123-119. They lost by four. The difference between those two quarters, the first quarter for the Suns and the second quarter for the Bucks, is six points. And let me explain to you why the mark for me is 40. And after every point that you score on 40 and up, your odds just go higher and higher for winning. So if you just score 40 points in a quarter, let's say it's the first quarter, for example, and then you just score 20 points, which is an extremely low amount of points, especially in the modern day era. But if you just score 20 points in the other three quarters, you're still at 100. And... Be honest with yourself. Do you think at any point, if you score 40 points in the first quarter, you're only going to score 20 in each of the three remaining quarters? Of course that's not going to happen. Of course that's not going to happen. You don't score 20 points in the modern NBA. You don't do that. So now let's say you score 25 points in each of the other three quarters. That's a probably an average around an average, maybe a little bit lower even than average points for a quarter. But now you're at 115. Now you're at 115. If you just score an average amount of points and you pretty much coast the rest of the game, you're at 115. If you score 115 points in a basketball game, you're almost certainly going to win. It's hard to score 115 points. It's hard. So you could score 40 points in one quarter. Score 20 points in the next quarter, you're at 60. Score 30 points in the following quarter, now you're at 90. And score 30 points in the following quarter and be at 120. And what the Bucks did was they scored 21 in the first quarter. They had a very bad first quarter. 43 in the second, 36 in the third, And 23 in the 4th. And they ended up with 123 points. It's hard to beat 123. The Suns went 37, 24, 29, and 29. They did not have a bad quarter. They scored 119 points. It's very difficult to lose if you score 119 points. So my rule of thumb, probably for the last 4 years or so I'd say maybe even five years, maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. I've had this rule in my head for a long time. It's a 40 point quarter rule. You score 40 points in one quarter, you're going to win. It's the race to 40 in my book. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. Probably not even. I actually kind of got all the points across that I really wanted to in that one. But now let me end this part one with a prediction on how the series will end. Surprise, surprise, everybody. The Suns will win game six. The Suns will win game six by a score of 114 One sixteen to one ten. One 110. Book it. But the Bucks win game seven. Fear the deer. They're winning in Phoenix. One game, I bet on Giannis instead of Booker. One game. I bet on Giannis and not Chris Paul. One game, I bet on Giannis and not the Suns. But I'm going to tell you how the Phoenix Suns can still win this in part two. And how Giannis scoring 50 might even help stay tuned for part two. Thank you very much for listening. Part two is coming up right after this. Enjoy the NBA Finals, and I'll see you in like 30 seconds, because I know you're just going to keep listening, right? Of course, because you're the almost perfect fan for the almost perfect podcast. My name is Paul Dolan. I'll see you in part two. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Peace.